Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. So we actually put up the page and started selling tickets. We didn't have anything set up. We didn't have a venue, nothing. We just put up a page. I asked like seven of the best people I knew in the industry if they'd speak and everyone said yes. Has it been your dream to become an engineer, to switch from the job that you're working right now, be taken seriously, get a full-time salary and be coding? then go to hackreactor.com, the trusted resource to become a credible engineer. That's hackreactor.com slash scholarships if you want to check out more on how to become an engineer at no cost at all. Remember to enter in the code WeRLATech. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash We Are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. So excited for our next LA Tech event spotlight. It's someone that I've known for a really long time. They've had their conference in New York, in San Francisco, and now this year it is coming to Los Angeles. So exciting. Welcome, David. Thanks so much for having me. David, do you like to go by David or do you like to go by Dave? Actually, most people end up calling me Spinks. Spinks? Yeah. Like your last name. My last name's yeah. a lot cooler than my first, so it ends up there. You can just start there. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about who are you and what is this conference that you have going on all focused on community? Yeah, um, I'm uh, the founder and CEO of CMX, and CMX is the hub for the community industry. So we do training and events for people who are building community for a living. That takes a lot of forms. It could be somebody who's building community at a tech organization. Maybe they're like a customer facing community manager running evangelist programs. They could be running online forums, offline events. Anybody who's building community for a living, we are the hub for that. And we, we provide lots of training, lots of frameworks and education to help people understand how to do this work professionally. Uh, and it all started with CMX Summit. It's our conference. It started in San Francisco in 2014. It was the first conference of its kind for community professionals specifically, just not social media professionals, but actual community managers who are organizing people and bringing them together. And uh, we've done seven conferences now in New York and San Francisco. And this is the first year we're combining it into one for this year. And we decided to move it down to LA. So this will be our first event here. And now just to be really clear, when you say the word community, especially over the years, how the term social media has gotten so popular, when you say community, do you mean Facebook fans or Twitter followers or what do you mean when you say that? Yeah, so we don't mean that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it gets confused a lot with social media because uh People started calling people uh, community managers when they were managing these platforms, when they were posting on Facebook pages or posting on Twitter. But a true community manager is somebody who is bringing people together and creating a sense of community. You can do that on social media, but usually it's not really done there, right? Most companies that are using social media are just posting content. They're posting pictures. They're sharing their own stuff. They might be engaging with people one-to-one, -one, but the difference between an audience and a community is an audience is everyone's just looking at you. They're paying attention to you. And a community is when you really connect people with each other. 
give them a shared sense of identity and, and belonging. And, and that's what a community manager does. They create spaces online and offline to give people a true sense of community. And what, what kind of large companies really put a focus on community? Like who can we look up to that's, that's really making moves and, and um, making sure they do community right? Yeah, it's been cool to see a lot of tech companies really lead the charge, especially in the collaborative consumption space, because it's already at its core about connecting people with each other. So Airbnb has a massive community management team that builds their host community. All the hosts who actually put their places up on Airbnb, they do a lot to build that community there. Uh, You have B2B things like Salesforce, who has their MVP program, and that's where their most valuable customers come together and give product feedback and help them improve the product over time, as well as act as ambassadors. You see brands like Lululemon with their local ambassador programs where people volunteer to host yoga classes and running classes and fitness classes. So um, there's tons and tons of companies now investing in community programs, and it's, it's now moving beyond tech into all the well-established brands that we've known for a long time. Totally. And don't write this in stone, but I could have sworn I talked to an ex-exec from Lululemon once. And you guys, I really, I can't remember this exactly, but I feel like she said that Lululemon spends very, very little to nothing on advertising and marketing. And they put all their focus or at least the majority of their focus on their ambassador program and the community. And that essentially is their marketing and advertising. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I mean, it's been a core part of how they've grown their business for a long time. And and we see a lot of companies that like, I don't know if you know, the Skim is like a, a daily newsletter that goes out, I think now the largest newsletter in the world. And uh, 18% of their growth comes directly from their Skim Ambassador program. So the idea of having... The the traditional form of business, which is we, the organization, have to create all the value, and that might mean create the product, create the marketing plan, do all the promotion, do all the work, that, that idea is changing because people want to be involved today. It's actually where we're going to find our sense of community as religion and some other traditional senses of community are starting to decline. We're, set, we're looking for this community, and in a digi- digital world where we're connected to all these people- right. We, we, we're just yearning for this deeper connection, this authentic community. An offline connection. Yeah, yeah. offline and, and online. The, the power of online to connect people offline is becoming huge now. So we see this idea of distributed user groups like Google has local groups all run by volunteers all over the world. And they only have three community managers running that entire program, reaching hundreds of thousands of people. So that's the power of community is you can scale your marketing. You could scale your product. Look at Duolingo, right? Duolingo is now the largest online language learning platform in the world, all through a mobile app. And every one of their over 70 courses now is developed by their community. By, By ambassadors. You could call them ambassadors. You could call them contributors. You could call them volunteers. The idea is you're distributing control and creating a space for anybody to be able to contribute in different ways. You don't have to be a full-time employee in order to contribute to a business. And what are some tips that you could give us? I mean, we have thousands of people listening right now and they're all hungry to either make their tech company more efficient or to grow their startup to become like a legitimate tech company. What are some things that we can do to put an ambassador program in place? What does that look like? How do we start to curate and develop our community? 
it has to start from an authentic place of really being clear about what, what your vision is and what your purpose is as an organization, right? So if, if you just say, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. we want you to become an ambassador for us, that's not going to work unless they already trust you. They already trust your message right. and they, they understand it and they can communicate it to others clearly. So it's not something that you can just start on day one. But what you want to do is get really clear about your vision and your mission and then start small. Start bringing people together. If you already have a business that's been around for any amount of time, you probably have at least a few people who are really passionate about what you're doing, really excited, already involved. Now talk to those people. Ask them what they want to see. Ask them if they'd be interested in being more involved. Get them invested in the process of creating your ambassador program. So you're not going to them and just saying, hey, be an ambassador. You're saying, hey, I know you've been like really involved and you've wanted to contribute. We want to do more to support you and, and shape this program. What, what should this community program look like? What should this ambassador program look like? What would make it really exciting for you? That What that's going to do is get you a lot of really good ideas for how to shape the program, and it's going to get them bought in. So when you say, great, we've launched the program, they're going to remember, okay, I already gave them my feedback. I helped them plan this. Now I really want to be involved. Now, as far as I understand it, ambassadors are typically volunteers. They traditionally don't get paid. Am I right? It depends. Um, it goes across the board, right? Like there's, there's, you can look at it as a spectrum where an employee is, you know, fully paid, fully on staff. Even a contractor is paid something for the work. Um, then you have like collaborative consumption where hosts can make money. Drivers can make money. Um, there's, you know, some controversy around whether or not they should be employees or contractors right. or volunteers, what that looks like. Um, but a lot of, a lot of these programs, they aren't being paid. They're intrinsically motivated. Right. And, and you have to be careful. You have to make sure you're not asking so much of them that they should actually be paid. You don't want to be unfair to people. Um, but when they want to be involved and they want to contribute and you can create a space for them to be able to do that, then the value is that intrinsic motivation. It's, it's that opportunity to be a part of something that's important to them. And your upcoming event, is it a conference or is it a summit? What's the difference? (laughs) It might just be semantics. It's called CMX Summit, um, but it is what you would imagine a conference to be. We have all different speakers from different fields. So we'll get this, the head of communities from places like Airbnb and Facebook and uh, National Geographic and cool organizations like that. And then we also get people with vastly different perspectives from other fields on community. And so um, we have Chip Heath, who's the author of Made to Stick and Switch, will be speaking. We have- That's uh, a really big deal. Yeah. Like, he's, that he's, guy's iconic. He's a badass. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's legit. And he's, he's writing an entire book about connection and community now. If and, I remember, uh, I think Built to Last is one of the recommended reading uh, on Zappos list. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's legit. Casper um, Terkuli, who's uh, part of the Harvard, um, uh, what what's it called, the Harvard uh, Divinity School. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, so he's part of the Harvard Divinity School, where they study religion and how it's changing today, and they also study other types of communities around the world. So things like CrossFit. Um, any other organization totally. and they find the parallels between religion, these programs, and then of course businesses as well. We've had. Uh, ex-FBI agents. We've had nuclear submarine captains, psychologists. So, cool. so we get these business leaders as well as people from other fields, all with really interesting perspectives on how to build community. What's CMX stand for? Community Management X. The <laughs> idea is that you can apply community to anything and you can also learn about community from 
everywhere because it's a core part of what it means to be human. It's crazy. The more and more that you share with me about CMX, like I, I'm like wanting to redo my whole road trip so that I could be in town. I, I mean, it sounds incredible. It sounds like it really changes people's lives when people, when different companies and individuals attend CMX in the past, like what have they left with? How, how, how have their lives and their businesses been improved from attending CMX? Yeah. I mean, you know, you might be able to relate for a lot of us who build community as a core part of our work. It's something that we do very naturally. We have a deeper organic understanding of how to do this work, but there isn't necessarily a structure around it. What's the value in every interaction you create and every connection you create? Uh, How do I plan all the different content, all the different things I want to do to bring people together? Um, What does a complete strategy look like for this work? And then another thing that a lot of community builders feel, ironically, is pretty isolated. Right. Because they are serving the community constantly. They often feel like they're the only ones doing this kind of work. And they don't really get to hear from others. Right. And so when people come to CMX Summit, they're learning frameworks and strategies and actual structure from all these different experts who some of them have been doing this for well over a decade. So they get to go back to their work and have clarity. They have structure. They can go and build things with confidence because it doesn't feel like they're just shooting in the dark and hoping it adds up to business value and community. They actually have a plan and a way of tracking that plan to know if they're being successful add that to just access to all their peers and hundreds of other people who are also building community for a living. And they just feel validated and not alone and confident and ready to build amazing communities. What, what are a couple of the people who have attended a couple of companies we may recognize who have attended CMX? Honestly, like if you name a brand, they've probably been there. We've had everything from Apple to Nike, Facebook, um, Every big tech company, for the most part, has been there. We've also had political organizers, uh, people from Obama for Action, um, uh, National Geographic, uh, Apple. Now, you're the founder of CMX. I am. What inspired you? What was that? Like, what inspired you to create it? What what did that day look like when you're Mm. like, I got to do this? And what were the first steps in developing this really reputable, amazing resource to learn how to build community efficiently. Yeah, it was, uh, I wish it was just like a super clear, like, aha, this is exactly what I should be doing. Um, so CMX is my third company. Uh, over the last decade, I've been a community manager and I've been a founder. And so, um, actually we know each other from back in the day in the Zarly days, I was running community. Before that, when the blogging company. We we know each other, right. (laughs) But Zarly was my first big community job. I was was a director of community and product marketing there. Um, yeah, before that it was blog dash. So we were connecting businesses (laughs) with bloggers, which I was hired as a community manager originally, and then ended up running that company. So, um, just, it's been a combination of building community and building companies all centered around community. And I felt that pain, right? Like I was hired as a community manager and I went to Google and I said, okay, you know, what's a community management strategy look like? Who else is doing this? Where can I learn? Right. And there was nothing, nobody, no help. And so you just have to figure it out. And um, over the years I started meeting other people who were doing the same work, but also were just figuring it out. Uh, co-founded the communitymanager.com about six years ago um, as just a place to start writing on the side about about this work and about people who are right. doing it. 
Um, and uh, that led to, we, we wanted to do a conference for a long time. I always had this, I knew, I was really excited by that idea of bringing people from all different fields, from yeah. like psychology and military and art and all these different places to teach the people who are building community for a living how to do this work. Um, because that's the stuff I love to read and talk about. And I could see other people really into it when I would, but I had no idea how to run a conference. It was like the most intimidating thing ever to totally. like think about all the moving pieces of running a conference. If you ever work with me, you know, I'm not like the most logistically minded person. <laughs> um, I'm much more of like, you know, I can sit in a room and talk to people all day, but put a spreadsheet in front of me and my eyes glaze over. <laughs> so um, I didn't do it for a long time. Uh, we didn't do it at the community manager.com. And then uh, my buddy, Max, yeah. uh, who's actually the founder of Sales Hacker, right. uh, which is also a conference. Um, he started Sales Hacker as a conference. And I guess I told him the idea for CMX Summit. And he came to me and said, hey, I know how to run a conference now. Do you want to do that conference that you were talking about? So cool. And uh, I was like winding down my last company and kind of needed money. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's try it. <laughs> so we actually put up the page yeah. and started selling tickets. We didn't have anything set up. We didn't have a venue, nothing. We just put up a page. I asked like seven of the best people I knew in the industry if they'd speak. And everyone said yes, including, um, Robin Dreek, who's the head of behavioral analysis for the FBI and David McMillan, who invented the sense of community theory 30 years ago, which is like the dominant theory in community psychology. So I was like, holy shit, this is happening. And then people bought tickets. It's crazy. Sold out in five weeks. We had 300 people come out. And the energy and the response in that room. And there was a price on those tickets. Yes. They weren't free. 300 bucks a ticket, which at that time I was like, there's no way anyone's (laughs) paying this amount. And then they did. And I even remember standing in that room that morning. And even though everyone paid money for these tickets, I was just like, no one's going to show up. I'm going to stay. You you probably know everyone who runs events, you always have a feel like no one's going to show up. I remember me me with all my balloons. When I was in Dublin, Ireland, I did a women in tech celebration and I don't know anyone in Dublin. And in 48 hours, I just hustled my ass off to put together this women in tech celebration with the bank of Ireland. And it was packed. But right when it started, I was like, Oh my, yeah. It's going to be crickets oh, be and the Bank of Ireland is here. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? If you're an event organizer, you know that pain. Yeah. You know, what's funny that we totally have in common is when I created the We Are Light Tech Experience Club, I too started with like a form. I was like, well, if people want it, they'll sign up. And if no one signs up, then I just shouldn't yeah, do no it. Worries. I think I exactly. think it's nice to revisit the idea of creating literally an MVP, minimum viable product, which is a page it says, want to sign up? Yeah. And then going from there. Event, yeah. Events are relatively easy to test if people are interested in it because all you do is create an Eventbrite page, sell tickets, have a clear return policy. Totally. <laughs> so that like, and you set your own goal, right? I think we said if we if we don't get 100 tickets sold by a certain date that we would just refund everybody. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so we set that goal, just hustled our, our butts off and- uh, we are able to pull it together. And now you've been doing it two years. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. And what's the typical attendee count now? So this upcoming event in LA, we're expecting over 600 people. So exciting. Yeah. And it's going to be a great place, not just to learn about community, but to connect with other great people to have, you know, brain shares just in general. The people at our conference are what make it really special. And it's like, we've both been to a lot of tech conferences yeah. and, it can it can sometimes not feel like oh, the best totally. culture. Yeah. You come to this event and it is just all love. It's 
600 community builders. So They're cool. like all empathetic, all there to support each other. Uh, people often say that the, their favorite parts of the conference are just a discussion group. So just yeah. getting like sit in a circle and talk to 10 other people who are building community every day. Yeah. Uh, that's where people get a lot of value. Amazing. So uh, we're really proud of of the the people and the culture that you, that you can come to expect at the event. Before we wrap it up, can you just walk us through like, okay, I bought my ticket. I'm showing up. What can I expect? What's going to be my experience being there from it's a two day event, right? So what's my experience? Like, what, am I going to workshops and am I going to, is there a huge room where I'm watching someone talk? Like, what's that? What am I going to go through? We, we try to mix it up. Um, we think those big talks and big inspiring talks are really great, but a full event of that leaves people kind of craving more tactics and more intimate conversation. So we, we mix up all of those things. Um, it's actually, so it's two full days and there's an optional uh, half day workshop that I teach the day before. Mm -hmm. So that workshop is like, we spend several hours together, deep dive on community strategy. You walk away with an, a literal document that lays out your community strategy for the so next three cool. months that you can bring back to your team. So that saves you a lot of money. Just having that, that, guide. That's what we try to communicate, right? When people are trying to justify that this is a good investment for their company, uh, it's about the amount of time you're going to save, the amount of mistakes you're going to avoid. You're already paying all these people and investing in these technology platforms, doing all these things to build community. Um, you want to have the right training. You want to know what to avoid. You want to know what your benchmarks are. You want to have a plan so that you can hold yourself accountable and the, the, you know, 800 bucks it is for a ticket is nothing compared to thousands that you can save. Right. If you, if you save one month of your full team's time, what's that worth? Totally. Um, so we do that workshop and then the two days will be filled with those big inspiring keynote talks. And we also brought in the top practitioners in the field from all these amazing organizations. They'll get more tactical, actually share what is their step-by-step -step program for launching a ambassador program or support community or whatever it is. And then we also do those discussion groups, fun activities. We always have some surprises. All of our sponsors are required to create an activity at their booth too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like selling stuff. It's like, right. it should be fun and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, enjoyable. So, and what, um, what's one LA tech company or just even an LA company in general that you think does community really right? Or somebody that we call, could all pay attention to. Yeah. Um, there's a company called Sensei. Uh, so Justin Jones, Sensei. you know, Sensei. Yeah, yes. That's where I outsourced my love life on Sensei. Okay. Whoa. Tell us about Sensei. Well, so they, they, um, they're actually, that's where we're hosting our, our smaller event tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so Justin Jones, he runs community there and, um, he's, he's amazing. You know, he's, he's somebody that's just like very active in the local community in the pride community. And then like is a huge advocate for community and the community industry here. And, um, he's been a part of our community for a long time. So uh, he's one of my favorite people and, and love what they're doing with community. Sensei is kind of, okay. So Sensei is essentially you get on demand advice or suggestions or input via text message. And it's all based on community and it's anonymous. So you send a question, anything. So I literally once said, I'm looking for a date, blind date. I'll meet you at this time, et cetera, so forth. And literally someone showed up and I had a blind date because of sensei, but you could really, I've asked like, what can of tuna should I buy? <laughs> Just saying, but the, it's, it's over millions of people. It's millions and millions of people yeah, it's now. Huge. And it's yeah. an LA tech company. It's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. How can people connect with you? Where can they find out more about CMX? Yeah. So CMX is just cmxhub.com at cmxhub.com. 
Uh, if you go to cmxhub.com slash summit, that's where you'll find all the conference details. And then uh, I'm just David at cmxhub.com. So anyone, anytime they have community questions, always feel free to reach out. Fantastic. And it doesn't happen in LA every year. So this year is really special, right? Because it's happening here. It's the first time we're doing it here. We're going big. This will be our biggest event yet. Um, in downtown LA. Downtown LA at the Magic Box, September 19th and 20th. Perfect. Thanks so much for spending your time with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. If you guys want to connect with more extraordinary people in LA Tech, go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. And to check out all the events going on in LA, remember to check out the mobile app. That's wearelatech.com slash app. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously. Check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WeRLATech for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R E F I L L F U E L.com. Code WeRLATech for $10 off. Our incredible partner, Hack Reactor, helping people become legitimate engineers is offering an outstanding scholarship program. If you don't take advantage of this, that's just nuts. Go to hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter in We Are LA Tech. That's hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter the code We Are LA Tech. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.